Okay, we're live. Hi everyone, we are Sunflowers and Red Feathers. I'm Christina. And I'm Stephanie. We are two moms living in the before and after of child loss. Join us in this journey as we share our stories of not only loss, but how life after loss can still be full of beauty, love, hope, and joy. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our channel to stay up to date on when we post a new video. Bye. Bye. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. Um, we are talking about being real today. I am Stephanie. And I'm Christina. All right. So if you are following along and you listened to our podcast last week, we were talking about how we really aren't okay. And that's okay too. Um, we wanted to talk about ourselves, like getting real so you guys can get to know us. Um mm-hmm. And last week we left off kind of, I had to leave, so it was kind of crazy, (laughs) but um, we left off on talking about our dreams um, and how we are constantly reliving um, our child's loss and how that affects us. I know that um, I have nightmares all the time. People ask me all the time when the nightmares stop and I really don't have a good answer for you yet. Um, But I know that Christina has been having, you know, her little her nightmares too. And I, that breaks my heart, but did you want to talk about those at all? Yeah. Well, I don't have them very often, but what we had touched on last week was just the fact that we as moms are so busy during the day, like on a normal daily basis that I feel like for me, especially, I just not especially, but for me personally, I don't really get to grieve when my two and a half year old and my one year old are awake and running around. And Stephanie's got six, so multiply mine by three. Um, So that means that when my head hits the pillow and my eyes shut, that that's, I guess, when my body, my mind decides it's a good time to grieve. And so over the holidays, we stayed with some family and um, made it through Thanksgiving. Thursday night was good. And then, I don't know, something hit me. We were still there on Friday and I had a nightmare like in my I don't really remember the specifics but um I woke myself up sobbing and I just remember in my dream I was crying and sobbing um I think my I was with my boys and I was talking with somebody and just like trying to get it off my chest you know like I would with Stephanie during like a conversation and it I just broke down and like let loose because you know we all we hold it in so tight and we're also tightly wound when we're around people trying not to be that blubbery mess. And I guess in my dream, I just let loose and literally woke myself up from sobbing. So that was oh my, my friend. <laughs> I get it. I'm not so sad, but that's our reality. Um, yeah. And if you are a grieving parent, that's your reality too. Because if you're like us, you are busy. You're super, super busy. And you, don't allow yourself that time to grieve during the day. And so your conscious, your subconscious mind kind of takes over. You have to let that grief out or it will affect you. Um, for us, it affects us in all different rain ways. And that's kind of what we wanted to talk about. Um, we mentioned that we wanted to talk about how it affects us mentally, physically, and spiritually. And those are things that are for, are real for everyone. 
Um, and you have to find those coping tools or else they're gonna affect you in difficult, negative ways sometimes. Um, so the nightmares, they're very real for me. Um, I have them frequently and I talked about that last week, so we won't have to talk about that too much right now, but, um, that reliving it is hard and it can affect you more than just what's going on up here. It affects us. Um, Christine and I both deal with health issues that are new. They weren't there before we lost our children and they are directly related to how we are coping with our home grief. Um, like I said, we're getting raw, we're getting real. We're not always the happy go lucky. Yay. Everything's so wonderful kind of people because, um, inside we hurt and on the outside we hurt too. Yeah. So kind of leading into the physical aspect of, um, what grief does to you. I was doing some research to try to figure out, um, how it affects you physically, just grief in general. And I found this quote and we'll put the link in our YouTube subscription and then our blog, but I'm just going to read this real quick. It's from WebMD and it says, surprisingly, it's surprising how physical grief can be. Your heart literally aches. A memory comes up that causes your stomach to clench or a chill to run down your spine. Some nights your mind races and your heart races along with it. Your body's so electrified with energy that you can barely sleep. Other nights you're so tired that you fall asleep right away. You wake up the next morning still feeling exhausted and spend most of the day in bed. Um, so actually that was not the WebMD quote, but that was something that I found in an article. And then according to WebMD, <laughs> like, well, that's a great story. Um, the actual WebMD quote is grief increases inflammation, which can worsen health problems you already have and cause new ones. It batters the immune system, leaving you depleted and vulnerable to infection. Uh, there's actually something called broken heart syndrome, which I asked Stephanie if she'd heard of it, and she has a story that she'll share next. But um, so the heartbreak of grief, according to WebMD, can cause increased blood pressure and the risk of blood clots. Intense grief can alter the heart muscle so much that it causes broken heart syndrome, which is a form of heart disease with the same symptoms as a heart attack. So yeah. um, yeah. grief definitely affects you physically. And did you want to share your... Yeah. So after we lost Joshua, I remember my husband asking me if we could die from a broken heart. And I was like, well, you know, they say broken hearts don't kill you. <laughs> but yeah. um, I remember I actually looked it up. I Googled, can you die of a broken heart? Because come on, that's a reality, right? Like our hearts are so broken. We're so, so, so torn that we feel like we could die ourselves. And that's scary. Um, but I did look it up. And sure enough, I mean, you found it right on WebMD. Um, you can mm -hmm. die of a broken heart. And, um, I got to talking with my husband about that and he, his own grandmother passed away just two weeks, exactly two weeks, um, from the time she lost her son. And, um, I know the family doesn't talk about it very much, but there's no coincidence. She, her heart was broken so much that she, she passed away from her grief. And, yeah. um, I know a lot in our parents' generation and older, um, they don't, talk about their grief the way we do. Um, and so it's a blessing for us to be able to have those coping tools, but for other people, they can literally die of a broken heart by not addressing their grief, um, and getting the help that they need. Yeah. And then not to mention the fact that your immune system is suppressed. So, I mean, especially with, you know, 
this time of year, flu season and all the other illnesses that are going around and viruses. So you just have to be. And you and I don't know anything about inflammation, huh? Yeah, not at all. That's a good segue into the next part of this. So um, I don't know if you've ever heard this or not, or if you've experienced this yourself um, going to the doctor after you've lost your child or not. But so, so. I don't think it's a coincidence that Stephanie and I both have liver issues. I recently had quite the experience back in March being in the hospital for eight days um, with liver issues. And I remember, I think it was my mom and maybe somebody else, a couple of people were like, yeah, you process grief in your liver. I'm not surprised that your liver is dead. And I was like, oh, okay. But if you ask some medical doctor, of course, they're not going to confirm that. And I couldn't even, that's why I was doing the, the WebMD or the research anyways, is trying to find something that says that the closest thing I can find is just like Chinese medicine that talk about how, um, was it anger? You said anger, suppressed anger in your liver. Yeah. So Stephanie and I both have, um, a lot of inflammation and liver autoimmune disease and liver problems. Yes. Yeah. So I myself have, um, something called celiac disease, which can be, lovely, triggered by trauma and stress. So um, that's new to me within the last few years that I know that I've been, uh, that I'm aware of anyways. But um, so those are my issues. We both have a kind of a rainbow of autoimmune liver <laughs> issues. <laughs> not I, got diagnosed, not I got diagnosed recently with ADA, unidentified autoimmune disease. It could be a combination of a few things. Um, but in the last few years, I found out I have a tumor on my liver, um, and I have a lot of symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis, um, all things that have popped up since losing Joshua. And that's, yeah, trauma, trauma-based. Yay. Not fun. Yeah. And I actually read something today that was, um, I was doing some research on autoimmune stuff because I do that a lot because I have issues with it. But um, I just read something today that I thought was kind of interesting because if you think about it, um, what an autoimmune disease is, is your own immune system, like fighting your body, right? And I read something that said that women have a way better immune system than men, which makes sense because women have more autoimmune issues. So really the fact that our immune system is better than theirs means that we have more issues because of it, because our amazing immune system is attacking ourselves. <laughs> Great. That <laughs> so here we are just, you know, trekking along, killing our bodies. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I the basis of it is like grief can cause actual physical pain. And mm-hmm. we know all about that. Every day is a struggle for me. Um, I try to go the holistic route. I, uh, don't really want to do conventional medicine right away. Um, and so I'm trying to take care of it naturally. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's not easy. Um, especially with six little people that I still have to take care of every day. Um, and that affects me more than just physically because that pain hurts so much that it makes me not okay mentally too. Um, And I think that thing you've experienced too, it's, it's hard to stay out of a depression when you don't feel good. And then on top of that, you're missing your baby and you still have to be a mom. You still have to be a wife. You still have to be everything to everyone some days. And that gets down. It gets It's a vicious you, cycle because 
You don't feel good because you're grieving, which makes you feel tired. And also your body is having to struggle with these autoimmune and other physical issues, which makes you more tired, which makes you sad. And then you just want to be sad and you get depressed and it just goes on and on and on in this horrible cycle. And I think for you and I, this was like sunflowers and red feathers was, we talk about how it's, you know, we want to bring people hope and joy, but honestly, for me, it's, it's a huge distraction and a pull away from that cycle because I have something to look forward to. And we need a community. Like we need people that we can talk with about these issues, whether it be our health or that's what Facebook groups are about and how they got so popular so fast is everybody's like, Oh, somebody else has that too. Now I can, you know, powwow and figure out how to help myself and help other people. And that's totally what sunflowers and red feathers is for us too, is a way for us to find community and let people know, like, let's be real. Like we struggle physically and mentally just as much as you do. And we need help too. So if you have any of these issues also feel free to share with us because we want to know and we want to help you so that's what community is for this is our way of healing um as well as honoring our children so um help us heal and we'll help you heal (laughs) um as we try to find joy in our everyday lives and try to do this as well um i don't know how much we want to touch on how how grief has affected us spiritually, but I know for a lot of people, um, it does affect you, um, whatever you believe in. Um, I know for me, I have, I had a faith crisis, um, into my grief journey and I, I'm pretty sure it's normal. (laughs) Um, I think it's natural to be mad at God, um, after you lose something so precious. Um, yeah. I know that's probably something that you struggled with as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's I was hard. lucky that, yeah, I had a good community of, um, I talk, I'll, talked a lot about my church and how they were very helpful through a lot of the process. And so we had a lot of people around us and were praying for us. And so it was really hard to stay angry for me because um, they were just very supportive. And I got constantly hit with positive things, I guess. But if you're struggling with that part of it alone and you don't have that positive input, you, you could be angry for a very, very long time. And I know a lot of people who really struggle with struggle with getting out of that anger at God. Yeah. Um, me, I don't, I feel like I didn't stay very mad with him long um, because I didn't want to. <laughs> I felt deeper for feeling that way, I guess. Um, for me, I lost, I lost a lot of my zeal. I lost a lot of my, I don't know, my spirituality. I guess. Uh, just feeling that, that fire and that passion for, for my, my strength in the gospel. And um, that really struggled, or that was a huge struggle for me. Um, another thing is I, I lost my desire to sing. I know that sounds funny, but um, singing for no, me I get hard. It. Um, <laughs> singing was my way of worshiping, my way of praising my God, and and it sing for a year. And that, sorry, I'm getting emotional now because that is a huge part of my life, and I couldn't do it. It hurt to sing, and it hurt to to praise and worship that way. <laughs> so, no, I totally get it. 
I'm a singer too, which I didn't know we even had in common until just recently, but <laughs> no, I totally get it. There's still songs at church that um, I can't sing just because I don't, I can't, I can't relate with the words. You know what I mean? Like I'm not feeling it that day. Some days I can, some days I can, but there are definitely times when a song comes on and yeah, it hits home for sure. We, we've talked about it as well before, but yeah, um, that song just follows me everywhere. I can't get away from it. Not that I want to, but it seems like I always end up having to sing it at church, like around his anniversary date like three years in a row now and it's it's been rough <laughs> that is rough <laughs> barely make it through usually like end up whispering the last line because I just can't get it out but yeah no I get it but I that's basically what we want to talk about for the most part and just letting you know that everything you're feeling is normal if you are new to this you're feeling a a huge range of emotions and they're all normal and if you're still in your I mean if you're farther along in your journey you're around the same time as us or if you're longer the feeling you're feeling are normal too um you're going to be living your life as normal as you can uh, sometimes things are going to come up and it's going to be it's going to be raw and we just want you to know that we're there with you we're the same we're still normal and as we try to find those positive outlooks on life and um, I guess purpose in our grief, um, we can find that joy and that hope. And that's kind of what we're leaning toward. That's what we're doing. That's why we have some flowers and feathers because we want to find that for ourselves and we want to help you find that. I know that we've done things in our lives that we want to share with you on ways to our joy and our hope. Um, and we want to be able to help you do as well. Yeah. So with that, I just want to invite you to uh, find our Instagram account, find us on Facebook, and feel free to interact with us, comment on pictures and anything that we share. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So I know we have a, seems like a little bit of a following, but <laughs> people are very shy at commenting or just scroll past. I don't know. But uh, feel free to interact. We'd love to hear, you know, your story and if you have any suggestions for us. So. Yes. And tomorrow, if you are watching today um, on this date, <laughs> sorry, what is the date today? It 10th. Is the 10th, December 10th. <laughs> December 10th, 2020. <laughs> we have our Q&A on Instagram and Facebook. So um, ask us questions. So every Friday we will be doing questions and answers. So ask us any questions that you have for us and we will answer them or we'll turn them into a topic. So share your story yeah. with us. Um, let us know how we can help you. If you have anything to help us, please do. Also, please check out our Etsy shop. We've got some fun, fun stuff. As you can see, Christina and I are both wearing our sunflower shirts. I love it. <laughs> um, we do have those on our shop. So um, feel free to support us that way. Um, that helps us tremendously. And we're a business and we do literal happy dances. Um, and subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah get your visual cues on there <laughs> all right well uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys thanks for watching our video today and um we'll record hopefully again soon yeah okay thanks bye, bye.